playoffs, baby. Unfortunately, not the place where the Steelers are going, but that has not weakened the resolve of Zach and I to do some analysis and some picks for this year's NFL playoffs. Zach and I are going to go over who we think is going to win each game, how we think the playoffs are going to go out, and go all the way to who we think is going to win the Super Bowl. It's pretty much going to be a third uh, Super Bowl pick. We're going to make adjustments based off of who actually made it into the playoffs. And Zach does have a hot take for the playoffs. So a little bit of a different episode, but we figure since we missed two weeks in a row, we might as well double this week. Yep. So hello and welcome back to the podcast Two Steelers fans in a pro football world. I am Zach. And I am Dill. And we are here to bring you all of the news from the USFL, XFL, and NFL from a Pittsburgh Steelers fan's perspective, today we are talking about the playoffs. And uh, yes, we will have two episodes coming out. Uh, the other episode actually came out before this one. Um, that was a season recap on the Pittsburgh Steelers and also what we think is going to go on in the offseason. This one only focusing on the playoffs. So playoff picks all the way up until the Super Bowl and just some uh, important matchups, uh, key you know, details in there and uh, just what everybody needs to know about the playoffs uh, going into the 2023 end of the NFL season. So starting off, uh, just the matchups that we got coming up for wildcard weekend. So on Saturday at uh, 435, we have Seattle in San Francisco. Uh, Also on Saturday, 815, we have Los Angeles Chargers and Jacksonville. On Sunday at 105, we have Miami and Buffalo. At 440, we have New York Giants versus Minnesota Vikings. We have at 815, Baltimore versus Cincinnati, so a battle of the AFC North rivals. And on Monday, our lone game on Monday is Dallas versus Tampa Bay. So some interesting matchups in there, some not so interesting matchups in there. Um, I think some are going to be clear-cut favorites. Some are going to be uh, pretty good games. Um, but we will start off with matchups there. So, Dill, what are your picks for Super Wild Card Weekend? Well, I think this Super Wild Card Weekend is typically where most Super Bowl predictions go wrong. But based off of what I'm seeing, jeez, oh, Um that first game is a really good one. Seahawks and Niners. Um, mm-hmm. I'm taking. I'll take the San Francisco 49ers in that one, just because I don't think Geno Smith is going to carry uh, Seattle very far. For that second game, I'm taking the Chargers, and I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no reason the Jaguars should be in the playoffs. The Southern divisions were just terrible this year. Uh, for the Bills Dolphins, I'm going to take the Bills because the Dolphins. I mean. They're just they have who do they have? They have no one. All of their players are injured. Yeah. Um for the Giants and the Ooh, this is a good rematch because the Giants and Vikings played earlier in the season and that almost came down to overtime. It was down to a sixty one yard field goal. Uh, I'm gonna take the Vikings again. I don't think New York's gonna get their revenge because I don't really trust Daniel Jones in the playoffs. Mm. I mean, we've never seen him there, so yeah, for Baltimore and Cincinnati, originally I was going to pick Baltimore for this, but that was under the assumption that Lamar Jackson would be back. I don't think he's going to be back, so of course I had to take Cincinnati, unfortunately. It's going to be unfortunate either way, though. And for the final one, Cowboys and Buccaneers, 
Once again, the Southern Divisions were incredibly weak this year, so I am going to take the Cowboys. Ah, interesting. Um, I don't think we differ too much on these. Um, so my Seattle versus San Fran, um, I agree. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Um, I agree that San Francisco gets the edge just because the, the inconsistency out of Seattle worries me. Um, I don't think they have quite the offensive firepower, mainly on their O-line, to block Nick Bosa. Yeah, that's I mean, Geno Smith, let's be real. He deserves comeback player of the year. He deserves all the praise he's getting. But I just – I think with a big game on the line against this defense, it's going to be hard for him to overcome it. Um, but I'm I'm going to say it's going to be a close game. I really believe it's going to be a close game. So, um, well, I don't know if it's going to be close. I don't know if it's going to be super close, but it, it might not be as big of a blowout as people think. I agree. I, I believe the Seahawks are going to stay in it for longer than we expect. Um I'm going to differ with you. I think this is going to be not my hot take, but it's going to be uh, my upset of the week. Uh, I think Jacksonville is going to beat the Chargers. It's going to be a really close game. It's going to come down to the wire, but I think Jacksonville is going to beat the Chargers. We've seen inconsistencies out of both teams this year. Chargers have definitely been able to pull it out better. Um, But Jacksonville's riding a really big high, especially with their defense. And I think it's going to be really intense i think trevor lawrence is going to kind of pop off i think that's going to be a win for jacksonville um yeah sunday look there's no way buffalo is losing especially in the first round um one they have way too much to play for with demar hamlin and two miami's got their practice squad players playing for quarterback so um yeah they're pretty much screwed um, New York Giants versus Minnesota. This is another bit of an upset I think I'm going for. I, You don't trust Daniel Jones in the playoffs, but I don't trust Kirk Cousins in the playoffs right now. It's not Monday night, though, so he'll be fine. I know, I know, but it's still the Vikings just... The Bills have also done it, but the Vikings to almost more of an extent in like pre-playoff games before the Super Bowl, they just they find a way to choke. And you know what? I think they need a little bit more consistency through a season. I think they can go far next year, but this year they're going to miss out again with a resurging Giants team. So I'm going to say Giants there. The rest of them I agree with, though. I think Cincinnati gets the win. I would honestly bet on them even with Lamar Jackson. I think just the Ravens have been faltering a lot recently. So I think Cincinnati just uh, gets the better of them. And Tampa Bay has been really just pretty terrible all year. So there's no reason why Dallas doesn't beat them, especially since besides last week, they've been surging really well and they have a top tier offense and a solid defense when it comes to takeaways. So I, I don't, I don't see Tampa Bay being able to pull that out. So Going into the uh, championship game, I'll start with this. Um, look, I can't. I think Kansas City does win its divisional round against uh, whoever that may be. For me, it's Jacksonville. Um, I think they go up against Buffalo. Um, it's the AFC championship that pretty much most of the NFL wants. Um, it's a rematch of the game that should have been the AFC championship last year. 
Um, but for seating, it technically wasn't, but it played like one. Um, and because, and I'm going to just go into who I think is going to win that game. I think Buffalo pulls it out. Buffalo is playing at the back half of the season. Buffalo is playing for DeMar Hamlin and they have more like, not just they have a player that literally died on the field and then was basically resurrected. They're not just playing for him. They're also playing to come back from the embarrassment of last year. I mean, granted, they lost in one of the greatest games of all time, but they also really should not have lost that game. Like, it, it, it was a very unfortunate event that happened there because whoever, whichever offense was getting the ball in that overtime was going to win that game. Yeah. Um, and so Buffalo's coming back with the redemption. They have somebody very dear to them that they're, they're playing for. Kansas City has been dominant this year, but recently they've been winning by pretty close scoring games against teams that should not have been close to them. So, yes, they've been winning, but not really commandingly. And I guess you could say the same with Buffalo, but, again, they, they have more to play for. So I think Buffalo is going to get the edge there. On the opposite side, uh, you got the Eagles, who are going to be in the divisional round. I also believe that they're going to beat uh, whoever they may play um, coming out of divisional, which I believe that would be, or uh, going into the divisional, which I believe in my case would be the Giants. Um, I say they play San Francisco. You have San Francisco going to another NFC championship game, which I don't necessarily like. I'm not a huge fan of San Francisco getting close to the Super Bowl. I don't want another team getting six, um, but they'd be going up against the Seahawks. Uh, in wild card, and then by my calculations, Cowboys in the divisional, and I don't see the Cowboys beating them. Um, that's just I, I don't I don't see them doing that well. They're not a playoff team as we've seen in recent years. So I think it's going to be Philly versus San Fran. And look, Brock Purdy's been playing incredibly, but we can't deny the fact that he's still a rookie in the playoffs, in this case going to be in the divisional or in the uh, NFC championship going against the best sacking defense in the league. So they have lead the league in sacks and a team that's in the top five in turnovers. Again, and then they're going to have to be riding the, or like, you know, competing with an offense that when Jalen Hurts is healthy and playing his top tier football is arguably the best offense in the league, or at least close. Definitely the best offense in the NFC, I'd say. So I I just, when you get this late into the playoffs with this much at stake, I, I see more rookie mistakes happening. And I think Philly's going to take advantage. I think it's going to be Philly versus Buffalo in the uh, play or in the championship, which I, it's actually the one that I said earlier. Um, so not really much has changed since my last one, but yeah, it might be the two, two obvious choices, but there's not a lot of competition in the NFC and Buffalo's got way too much at stake and way too much to play for. So I think that's going there. And then, uh, Dylan, you tell us who's going to be your Super Bowl matchup and we'll get to our champions uh, a little bit later. All right. So I'm kind of reverting back to what I had said at the beginning of the year. I'm thinking that 
it's going to be Buffalo in the AFC Championship. I don't think that's really up for much debate. I mean, they just – like you said, they have too much to play for. Also, they're just too good. But I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to say it's going to be the Bills versus the Chargers Ooh. in the AFC Championship. And the reason that I say that is because I have the Chargers beating the Jaguars in the wild card round. And I don't have a single other wild card team in the AFC winning, which would pit the Chargers against the Chiefs. That's a divisional rivalry. So anything can happen in those games. And the Chiefs have gotten the best of the Chargers for what feels like an eternity now. And I feel like this is this would be the chance for Justin Herbert to prove that he is not just a, quote, social media quarterback, as certain analysts have been saying. I think he beats Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium, and I think they go to Buffalo. And what happens there is, I think, pretty predictable. I think that no one is going to go into Buffalo and then beat Buffalo. So I'm going to put the Bills in the Super Bowl. As for the NFC, it uh, gets a little more complicated from there. So my divisional would be the Philadelphia Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys, another divisional rivalry. Uh, This one, which actually split during the regular season, once with Jalen Hurts against Dak Prescott and once with Gardner Minshew against Dak Prescott. I don't think the Eagles lose if Jalen Hurts is their quarterback, so I think that the Eagles beat the Cowboys and go to their championship game. The other division around that I would have would be the Minnesota Vikings and the whoever's left, the 49ers. Mm -hmm. This would be a closer game than I think most people would give it credit for. Am I going to give it to the 49ers? Yes. Do I feel 100% confident in it? Also, yes. <laughs> I had to like just I had to like think to myself if I was too confident in that. And you know what? I, I think I am. I Minnesota's defense is just not good and San Francisco's is. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Which pits the Eagles and the 49ers in the championship game and once again I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles over the San Francisco 49ers, making it a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl. Wow. Finally, we agree on something. I know. First time we've agreed on Super Bowl picks all year. Uh, yeah. Hey, at least I took uh, Baltimore out of the championship round. Yeah, that that was nice. Again, man, if they had Lamar, then maybe, but they just don't. So Yeah. yeah. And even if he somehow does manage to play, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but going into Super Bowl matchups, so we both got Bills Eagles. Look, um, Jalen Hurts is amazing. That defense is something. Um, Bills have been on a little bit of a decline lately. Still winning a lot of their games, but not by uh, a lot. And the Eagles have been on a decline, but that's because Jalen Hurts has been a little bit injured. He seems much better now. Um, He's definitely going to be better after a bye week. So kind of on paper, it's looking a little bit more Eagles, but the Bills in the Super Bowl has not been their lucky point. But I feel like they turn this around for a very important person. Um, the, Cinderella stories happen in the NFL. They haven't been happening too much as of late. But this is a story for the ages that it, it seems like a storybook ending that you would have to write. And we talked we've talked about it in the NFL or in uh, this podcast before that we don't believe the NFL is scripted. And if this happens, I, I wouldn't say the NFL is scripted, but it's something that you could write in a script, but it could also easily play out. Buffalo wins to honor their teammate 
and their friend who went through a really traumatic experience, but he's back home. He's rooting on this team and they're going to win it for him because it's going to be a high flying matchup. It's going to be very explosive. It's going to be one of the most fun Super Bowls to watch in recent years, but Buffalo is going to come out on top because that's what they need to do in this standpoint. So, you know, it's like you said, for once we finally agree on something. Yeah. I am also taking the Buffalo Bills in a presumed Eagles-Bills matchup for honestly the same reason. I mean, I, I think that morale is something that a lot of people underestimate. And I don't think there's any way that the Bills lose anything with DeMar Hamlin in the back of their minds. I think that they're just they're just going to steamroll through and they're going to finally bring a Lombardi trophy back to the city of Buffalo. Yeah. Well, bring he said bring it back. Just bring it there in the first place. Right, that's true. Um, but you you said morale and it got me thinking about something too. Um, a lot of people, especially in recent years, have started realizing how big uh, fan turnout and stuff is for games and how important that is and uh look i hate philly fans because i think they're really annoying um but i you can't deny that philly fans are insane buffalo fans though are also insane but then you think about the most important thing and it's everybody else in the nfl and you know what the bills going to the super bowl honoring demar hamlin when trying to win it for him the entire NFL fan base, except for Philadelphia, will be rooting for that win. They'll be cheering for Buffalo. They'll be wanting them to bring that trophy home for him. So really, if, if this matchup is what happens, it will be the entire fan base of the NFL versus Philadelphia. Yep. <laughs> and with, with that kind of support, you can't write them off. They're they're gonna win this. I mean, yeah. Again, I mean, just who? How could you stop them? Like, I just don't. I don't. I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think that's possible. Uh, well, I don't. I really don't think that uh, Buffalo winning that Super Bowl is that much of a hot take. But just in case people were looking for something that is a hot take. Zach, I believe you can satisfy those people. Can you not? Oh, I can. Oh, if they're looking for a hot take. Oh, th- this this is one of those ones that you know full well is probably not going to be true. But I just like to throw it out there because it's something that I'm thinking about. And it kind of is a little bit back to um, the first I ever made, uh, which was about Jacksonville. And mm-hmm. how Jacksonville will be a relevant team very soon. Within, I said this before or around the draft that by this season that we're in or the next season, Jacksonville will be making a legitimate push to the Super Bowl. Now, I don't think they're going to get that much closer to the Super Bowl. Like I said, I think they're going to beat the Chargers, but I don't think they're going to get much closer than that. But just to, you know, get a little into how I think they're going to beat the Chargers and uh, try to make a push for the Super Bowl. Um, I think that one offense in particular and specifically one QB wide receiver duo is going to have the most 
connections and the most yards of any wide receiver QB duo in the NFL playoffs. And I'm actually going to say it's going to be Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence. I forgot he was in the league. Yeah. Um, first of all, Christian Kirk has actually been one of the most productive wide receivers in the NFL this year. Um, not really, you know, leading any categories, but he's up there in a lot of the categories, whether it's receiving touchdowns, receiving yards, receptions. He's been getting a lot of production this year. Um, another thing that I would want to address with this is that technically I said QB and wide receiver doers. Any other do? Well, actually, no, this is only also only for the first week. So you can't count uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in either way because it's a tight end and because they're not playing in the first week. Other than that, though, like thinking about other matchups that would be there. Well, Skylar Thompson is most likely starting for Miami. And if it's not him, then it's probably Teddy B because it's most likely not Tua. So especially if Tua doesn't start, I don't see Tyree Hill or Jalen Waddle having more. Um, the Chargers, as well as the Bills, have multiple threats at wide receiver, which is why and yes, Jacksonville has Zay Jones, but he's been very inconsistent this year. And if they need somebody who's consistent, who's going to get them the yards and get them the touchdowns and get them the receptions they need, they're going to rely on Christian Kirk and kind of only when absolutely necessary go to Zay Jones, which is a thing there. With Buffalo, they're going to be looking at uh, Isaiah McKenzie. They're going to be looking at Stefan Diggs. They're going to be looking at Gabe Davis, who popped off in the playoffs last year. So n- each person's probably not going to get as many yards as if they were, you know, just a one wide receiver and one QB uh, looking there. Josh Allen's going to spread the ball out. Same with the Chargers. They're going to spread the ball amongst Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, Jamar Chase has been kind of injury prone this year, kind of like on off. Um, and they have a ton of wide receivers there between him and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Um, so I think they're, uh, the uh, Bengals are going to spread the ball around um, for the Ravens. Let's be real. Uh, they probably aren't going to have a quarterback who's going to want to throw the ball, so they're not going to really be a threat in this case. But I did say in all the playoffs, so this is where it gets pretty tricky. Uh, you're looking at then anybody in the NFC. Um, look, I like Brock Purdy. I think he's doing some pretty good things, but he is still a rookie quarterback, and he hasn't been you know, destroying the league with uh, his uh, passing air totals in his games. So I think you know they spread it around with various receivers that they have also going to the running game with Christian McCaffrey. So that's not going to be a individual QB wide receiver matchup there. Um, Seattle has Kenneth Walker on the ground and they also have uh, Tyler Lockie and DK Metcalf to spread it out to, uh, which I believe they'll use both weapons. Um, Daniel Jones has no wide receivers basically. So he's going to rely on whatever magic he could possibly make and then Saquon Barkley. Um, 
because, you know, the, the Giants are so desperate for wide receivers that I could probably sign on to at least their practice squad to be a wide receiver for them. Um, and then uh, Dallas with C.D. Lamb. That's another one that possibly um, – I don't see a lot of yard offense being um, going through the air when it comes to Tampa Bay versus – Dallas, because both rushing defenses aren't amazing. Tampa Bay's is actually lower, like pretty, pretty low this year. So considering they have Zeke and Tony Pollard, I really, I think it would only be smart if Dallas kind of leaned towards their running game, um, which is why CD Lamb's not going to pop off. And the reason why I avoided it in the New York Giants and Vikings game is because I think the only connection that could possibly come close in my hot take hypothetical that's probably not going to come true is uh Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson because let's be real Justin Jefferson at least this year is the best wide receiver in the NFL um didn't get the triple crown but got pretty close he led two of the receiving categories um which I believe was uh receptions and receiving yards um but I think that's the only one that could come close, but the Giants have a pretty decent secondary, which is just the reason why I don't think that's going to happen with uh, Minnesota. Also because I think the Giants are actually going to somehow win that game. Um, and then just a little, little kicker at the end here. I think, um, look, Derwin James is an amazing safety. Other than Derwin James, I'm not overly excited by, the Chargers pass defense. They had JC Jackson until he got injured and I believe he's still not playing. Um I cuz I last I heard he was out for the season. So I don't think they'll have him. If they had him then I probably wouldn't even think about making this uh hot take but they don't. So that's a problem there. And I think Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence are going to take advantage of that and be able to make some magic happen. So Yep, guys, tune in. Uh, this game will be on Saturday, so make sure to let me know when I am uh, probably going to be wrong. Uh, but we'll see, and I like to humor you guys. So thank you for listening to bo- hopefully both of the episodes this week on the podcast. Um, first one is definitely a lengthy one, but I I mean, it, I'm sure some of you have probably watched it. If you haven't, please go watch it. Uh, if you're avoiding it because it's a long episode, I honestly think it's one of our best episodes we've done. It perfectly breaks down the season. Uh, I would second of, that. Yeah, it has a lot of really good information in, in it. And uh, it's a lot of stuff that we're going to continue to break down throughout the off season. So it's something that I think for everybody, it's good to go back and watch and make sure, you know, take some notes if you want to, because that's going to be something that we're going to, a lot of stuff in there is going to be stuff that we address through the rest of the off season. Um, and then I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys will enjoy the playoffs. Um, because the Steelers aren't in it, we might not be spending, you know, a ton of, like, in-depth breakdowns on each game. But we're definitely going to uh, give our thoughts on who's winning, who's losing, whether our playoff predictions are coming true, um, why both of us got things wrong, why both of us got things right. Um, so we will still be breaking down the playoffs. Um and like I mentioned in the last episode, we'll be talking about the XFL a little bit more coming soon uh, because that season's starting in February. So their schedule just came out, which we'll break out break down in a future episode. And uh, 
yeah, we'll, we'll have some more news with that. And then um, other than that, you know, in playoffs, next big thing coming up is free agency in the draft. So we will also do a draft breakdown and mock draft episode on who we think uh, the Steelers should draft and who we think they will draft. Um, but that'll be in a couple weeks. So please stay in tune with uh, the podcast because we know we missed a couple weeks. But believe me, we're just going to be ramping up. And where some people start to forget about football in uh, late winter and spring, this is where we start to get really excited for it. So uh, hopefully you guys get excited with us. And we are excited to uh, go into this new year with some new football. But uh, that's it for the episodes this week. And uh, we are going to end this episode the way that Steelers fans end every day and every regular season. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go.